In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today the homily is going to be hopefully pretty short, um, because during the announcements I'm going to outline um, what we're going to be talking about over Lent. I've already told you a little bit about it, um, exploring the vision for the parish for the future, um, and then, of course, implementing that after Easter as it comes around. And, of course, all of that takes money. And this is one of those things that every seminarian, when they're preparing to be ordained, hates to talk about in seminary because you can imagine yourself in front of a bunch of angry parishioners saying, how dare he talk to us about money? Yet, unfortunately, we have to do that from time to time. So today, it's about money. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Similarly, our Lord says in Luke's Gospel, chapter 16, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. The Pharisees were lovers of money, heard all of this, and they scoffed at him. But Jesus said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before God, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. In these two places and in two other places, also in Luke chapter 16 in the same discourse, only four times we hear this word mammon in the Bible. And what is it? Well, it's more than just money. It actually literally means riches. It comes from the old, uh, well, really Syrian word, pre-Syriac, really. Um, That means not only riches, but the god of riches. It refers to the... um, A lot of people misunderstand the Bible when it says that, well, they think that the Bible says that that money is the root of all evil. But if you actually look at the verse, I think it's in 1 Timothy, I can't remember exactly the location, but the verse itself says the love of money. Not money itself. And the love of money is where this concept of mammon kicks in. The concept of the god mammon that was around at the same time that Baal and others, these um, Old Testament gods were being worshipped, was a concept of a spirit on money itself. We would today say it would be Um, someone's passions out of control to the point where they are so greedy they are corrupted. Um, Perhaps even beyond that, maybe even a demonic influence behind it. That's the kind of concept that these people were dealing with when they would offer their money to this god of mammon, riches. This is the imagery that Jesus invokes when he talks about this. He's saying essentially, money itself is not bad. But money, when used improperly, just like anything in life, is bad. And this is where it can consume you. There's three big things, by the way, they warn you in seminary about. um, And this applies to men and women equally in life, but particularly for preparing for the priesthood. They say there's three things that will ultimately ruin priests, if not burnout. (laughs) Burnout's one of them. But the other ones are sex, money, and power. Uh, Martin Luther said a lot of good things despite his errors. One of the, the, the wise things he said was that young men struggle with sex or lust, 
middle-aged men struggle with money, and old men struggle with power. And this is, in my experience and limited life I've lived, this is very true at each phase of the life. I'm entering into the money phase right now, by the way. Um, and especially when we're trying to grow a parish, this is, a, this is something that I have to constantly struggle with is, how do we use money in the way that God wants us to use it and not become consumed with a means? Because that's indeed what money is. It's just simply a means. And one of the things, I forgot who it was, Father Barron probably, one of those wise priests that says a lot of witticisms, um, he said that God is the only one, through this church, is the only one that can use money to save souls. And this is the interesting thing about it, because if you use money for anything else... It turns to be, you know, other things that are good. But the church is the thing that God transforms money into souls. And that's really what we're about when we have to think about how we use our money. So money itself is not good or evil, it's neutral. Money, when misused, can be an occasion of sin. But money, when used rightly, can be an occasion for holiness. Money that has the Spirit of God on it in the sense that we're talking about here, is money that is used for the purposes of God and doesn't try to replace God. The Catholic principle of money is that Christian people should see it as a tool for expanding the kingdom of God. Ultimately, the money that we have is on loan to us. We are stewards of this. In fact, uh, that was the whole point of the gospel lesson today. Uh, and and St. Paul even make, men, mentions of the same fact in his epistle lesson. Those who are stewards of a little will be trusted with a lot. But if you're not good stewards with that little, you will not be entrusted with a lot. And this is the same thing that goes with the principles of money. There's a, a verse also in chapter, um, Luke chapter 16. It says, And I tell you, make friends for yourself by means of unrighteous mammon, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal habitations. When I first heard this, it seemed to me that Jesus was saying, um, use your money to sort of buy friends, and that will help you through life, and they'll, re they'll re repay you what you've given them. And that's, that's not what he's saying. What he's actually saying here, it hinges on the word fails. So that when you use your money to help people, it goes to the spirit of your heart. Why are you doing this? If you're doing this out of generosity, do you really care about that person? If you really care about somebody, the best way to show that is using your money for that person because that's where the rubber meets the road you know there are very there, there's very serious tests of our faith in life and money is almost always one of those and if you use your money to help people in a genuine way not expecting any kind of return they're going to know that you're authentically caring about them it's not like some kind of deal so that when you get in trouble one day they will know that they should help you because you are authentic, you are real, you are charitable, etc. Not because of the money. The money was simply a means to an end. That's what this is about. So particularly, this is the rub. Generosity. You're generous because Christ was generous to you. Money is the key way to show that generosity. The church asks us to give. The fifth precept of the church is to contribute to the support of the church. So what's the ideal? Of course, the ideal in the Old Testament times was the tithe, 10% of what you have. Now, not everybody can give that, and that's not a mandate of the church like it was for many of us in Protestant days. But the ideal is that 10%. In fact, our parish is 
tithed uh, or taxed 10% every single month to give to the ordinariate. It's what we call a cathedraticum. Every single parish has to give a certain amount of money to the diocese. Well, in our case, we give a certain amount of our expenditures to our the percentage of our expenditures to the, the ordinary, and that's always 10%. Um, and so this is, this is what we should aim for. Now, does this mean that you absolutely have to do this or you're in some kind of sin and you have to go to confession? No. But what this does mean is this is the goal for which we should aim for. But it also doesn't mean simply finances. It also means that we must be involved in service of the, the church life somehow, some way, um, in addition to it. So in our time and our talent as well as our finances. And this is, the, this is kind of the, the freedom, the, the difference between serving God and serving mammon. Because we use our gifts, not just our money, but also our time and our talent in the service of others. And when we do that, we find that we have a completely different outlook on life. We find that when life gets hard for us, you know, financially, we don't immediately think of God as if it's his fault. We don't think of God as a spiritual slot machine, which is what a lot of people do with the prosperity gospel, for instance. The name it, claim it, folks. You know, one of the... One of the um, uh, uh, opposite sides of prosperity gospel is the poverty gospel which is the idea that we all should have a poor church. I remember Cardinal Mahoney making a big deal about that whenever Pope Francis was elected. We should get rid of everything um, in the church and be a poor church. Well yes, we should be poor in the spirit uh, in the sense that uh, the, the, um, Jesus talked about the Beatitudes. The poverty of spirit is not the same thing as poverty of finances. Um, and that's, that's where it really give, gives a difference. God doesn't call us to a, a prosperity gospel or a poverty gospel. He calls us to a, what's the word I want to look for? A protective gospel. Um, an enabling gospel. Um, that's, that's the sense in which Christ wants us to use our money and our time and our talent. So I ask you all to keep this in mind. This this. In, in, understanding of what we are to do with our time and our money and our talent. Um, here in a minute, when I talk about um, what we want to do with Blessed John's in the future, not just here immediately when um, over Lent, but also after it, because we'll be, uh, hopefully at the end of this year, we'll be moving out of here into a larger space, and then we're going to be working on larger goals, which I'll be talking about in a minute. Um, those of you who have been here with us since the beginning know that I hate talking about money, and this is probably maybe the second time I've actually talked about it, except when we were trying to raise money for that banner. That's pretty much about it. I pretty, I really hate it, because I grew up in a church where that was a big deal. Like, I was guilted into giving money. If I wasn't giving money, then I was somehow sinning. That's not the, that's not the, the spirit in which I, I speak this, and I hope you, you know that when I say this. Um, anyway, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.